Imagine if you could see the way someone's been shattered. If you could see the chips, the dents, the shit people have been through on their physical body. Would what attracts you to somebody still be attractive? Something to think about. Which, obviously you can't. This is why I'm talking about developing an attraction to emotional strength. Alright, welcome back or welcome to Embrace Yours Truly. This is a podcast designed to help you nurture your self-knowing. So let's get into it. What's up, what's up? Today we're talking about the attraction of emotional strength. And I'm going to have a little bit of fun with it today because physical attraction ain't it no more. I said it. I'm putting it out there. And I'm going to challenge y'all to start thinking about what you're attracted to and how long it lasts. Your mom ever tell you that your eyes are bigger than your stomach? It's the same thing when we lead with physical attraction. As the curious creatures that we are, we make split-second decisions with our eyes all the freaking time. Right? Somebody walks by, something catches your eye, so what do you do? Eyes, mouth, teeth, butt. Right? We run a body scan. Yeah, physical attraction is necessary when you want to make certain connections. 100%. I'm not going to fight that. I do want to challenge you to go deeper with me. I'm going to challenge you to start building awareness around emotional attraction the same way you do with physical attraction. So that's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about how to reframe your idea of what is attractive. Because having emotional strength is extremely attractive. It's something that we're drawn to, but we might not actually know that we're attracted to it, right? That's normally something that I think pops up after the physical is already in place. Relationships that are solely based on the physical fail. Why? Because you need the emotional and the mental and the spiritual connection with another person. You need some type of understanding. And normally, right, there's one, there's one person in the relationship that needs an emotional connection for the physical to last, right? It takes a lot of courage and awareness to have emotional strength because there's an element to it that has quite a bit of vulnerability. When you notice that something's missing in the physical, what do you normally go to? You normally have a flood of emotions that try to pull you in a certain direction, right? But in that pull of emotion, you have to know yourself enough to understand why those emotions are surfacing, understand what emotions are real, what emotions can be used, and how you can have communication about what you're feeling. Here's the thing, you already know this, emotion drives attraction, right? If you see somebody that you find physically appealing, you're going to have an emotional response to that, right? Normally, you're either excited, you're happy, you're roused, whatever it is. That emotion drives action. Either we're going to run from that emotion, we're going to lean into it, we're going to go talk to somebody, we're going to go take whatever next steps, right? But the physical is going to end. And that's what I want to talk about. Going past the physical, because I think that if people can really get behind the attraction of emotional strength, You're going to be saved from so many heartbreaks and just the relationships that you have in your life. You're going to be able to have more stable relationships in your life because you're aware of how you're processing your own emotion and you can develop confidence around that. Okay, so let's dive into emotional strength. I'm talking about having the awareness, see your emotions as they pop up and truly sitting with that emotion, taking intentional time to understand what you're feeling, taking intentional time to make space for that emotion. And being courageous enough not to dismiss that emotion and not to justify why you're feeling that emotion. 
trying to build a true reality around why you're feeling what you're feeling. That is emotional strength, right? It takes a lot of courage too to own when you're wrong because there is so much vulnerability in that, especially right when it involves somebody else. For you to truly say, I'm sorry and to mean it and to know why you mean it, like that's everything. To know when you fuck up, like I'm not on board with people that just apologize about everything because most of the time that's just an automatic response and you don't really know why you're apologizing. But to truly own when you're wrong, like that's, that's emotional strength, my friend. Here's another one for you. Being able to pinpoint your triggers. That's huge. But here's the thing that we got to talk about. You got to know when you're being emotionally weak. Two things right off the top. When you blame other people for what you're feeling. Or you blame the situation for why you feel what you feel. Part two is even more personal. Check this out. Repeating thoughts in your head that you keep saying you're going to change, but you don't. That's being emotionally weak and you have to own that shit before you can ever, ever (laughs) dive into building emotional strength within yourself. And guys, look, I know vulnerability is not a fun place to be. It's uncomfortable. It's not fun when you first start to dive into it. But being vulnerable with yourself, being vulnerable with other people allows you to build emotional agility in yourself, right? If you're going to open the door to things that you do or just open the door to who you are to somebody else, you have to be ready for that to be accepted or rejected. You got to be able to trust yourself and be safe enough in yourself to be vulnerable with somebody else. You can't start sharing all your shit if you haven't dealt with some of your shit yet. If you haven't sat with it and processed it, if you share that and it has the potential to be rejected or accepted, you're putting yourself in a real, real shit spot because if it is rejected, you're automatically going to revert back to emotional weaknesses, which like I said, you're going to outsource and you're going to repeat the behavior because you're not safe internally yet. So when I say outsource, I mean, maybe you automatically go defense mode and you get extremely angry and start blaming the other person of why they responded, how they responded to you. Maybe you automatically suppress everything that you just shared, right? So that's door closed. I'm never sharing how I feel again. Maybe you cry and then avoid. Whatever your thing is, you got to be good with you so that you don't go back to like exhibiting poor emotional agility. Like you got to be agile in yourself before you start to try to make some connections, right? Here's another thing, man. I think that a lot of young kids are starting to be more aware of their emotions. And they're wearing it on their sleeve, right? They're they're constantly talking about how they're feeling or they're constantly talking about um, things that have happened in their life. And they're like so vulnerable, but they have zero emotional strength around that. I mean, the same thing happens now that it did 20 years ago. Either whatever information you put out into the universe is going to get accepted or it's going to get rejected. Like that's a constant. Here's the thing about the younger generation. They're perceived as being highly sensitive. Well, they are. They are highly sensitive because they're extremely aware of their emotion. The problem is that they have no idea how to process the emotion. It's a little bit different than a childhood was 20 years ago. 40 years for sure. Childhood was different because you were taught to suppress. You were taught not to talk about your feelings. There was a massive stigma around mental health and what that looked like. Now, like, I don't really know what happened. Like, I don't have a kid myself, but I'm around... 17 to 23 year olds all the time and like they're just different like they don't even like they don't care they they're wearing their emotion on their sleeve but here's the message that these kids need to understand here's the message that we need to share 
with middle school, high school, college age kids, like, what's your feeling you don't have to express into the universe? Like, you can sit with yourself first. I know that, like, trying to connect with somebody else is a way to, like, deal with your own shit. Because it's like you have somebody else that's there providing you with safety. But that other person can't be the safety, right? That other person doesn't know you how you know you. So my point is like, kids need to know that before you put any of your shit out into the universe, it's okay to let the pieces break. It's okay to fall apart every once in a while. And it's okay to start putting the pieces back together yourself, right? As humans, we heal on our own. Yes, there's other people that help us in that process. Yes, there's extremely good resources out there for mental health and for emotional health and heavy topic abuse, right? Like there's so many resources out there that can that can be helpful. Yes, lean into that. But what you're going through or what you went through does not need to be on public display. There's a, a Japanese process called, uh, I'm probably going to say this wrong, Kintsuji which is essentially the art of repair. It's in relation to pottery, right? When things break apart and you want to put it back together, the idea to repair it is available, but returning it back to its original structure, um, it's not possible. All you can do is start picking up the pieces and trying to put them back together. But in the Japanese process, what they literally do is put the pieces back together with gold. So when like, say a pot, right? If a pot is put back together, All the cracks are highlighted with gold. So what that essentially illustrates is the cracks are a part of your story. It celebrates the value of things that you've been through, of the wounds that you have. It gives it meaning, right? It's a new structure. It's a new growth. It's a rebirth. And the rebirth process, right? Like it's the authentic embrace of self and understanding like, yeah, I have, I have some shit to me. There's some things that have shattered me, right? So for example, like say you literally shatter a plate and you put it back together and you fill those pieces with gold, you're going to see all the cracks within that plate or within that pot or whatever. It doesn't define you. That's the point. It's a rebirth to repurposing. So shit, why not? Let's relate this back to physical attraction. Imagine if you could see the way someone's been shattered. If you could see the chips, the dents, the shit people have been through on their physical body. Would what attracts you to somebody still be attractive? Something to think about. Which, obviously you can't. This is why I'm talking about developing an attraction to emotional strength. You can't see that on the outer appearance. You can see that on a deeper level. You can see that on a soul level. But you have to be looking to get that connection. Because it's not something that you can always see. Let's switch gears and talk about connection. Before we even get to connection, we got to talk about disconnection. We have to normalize disconnection. Like, as human beings, we are constantly frustrated because we don't understand how another person is feeling or how another person is thinking, right? That is so beyond normal. Like, I don't think that, like, we truly understand how normal that is. It is so rare to have effective communication with the majority of people in your life. Yes, there's some people that know you in certain settings. Yes, your spouse knows you differently than, you know, homie at work. Like, your mom knows you differently than your roommate. You know, like, whatever. But communication is highly sought after in relationships for a fucking reason. Okay, I mean, let's let's frame it like this. When we show up to any conversation, any relationship in our life, we have zero idea 
how the other person is going to show up to that conversation. We have no idea what persona they're going to show up with. We have no idea what influences they're thinking. We have no idea how they manage their own feelings. So whether we are in the same setting or not, like we can't make the assumption that the experience that I'm feeling is the same experience that you're having right now. Like we can't assume that. That's why communication is so, so necessary. We have to figure out what the fuck is going on. How do we, how do we make a connection? And we have to first understand how we're feeling. Cause like I said earlier, emotions drive action. That's why like, I'm gonna get a little bit off topic. The idea of a soulmate is rare for a reason. Okay. Like, yeah, I do believe that we can have multiple soulmates in our life. I do believe that. The point though, it's rare for a reason. Like, To connect with somebody on a physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual level is so rare. Because like I said, each human-to-human experience is done so differently. Doesn't matter if you have the same background, same personality. Everybody experiences a moment differently. And you can't understand that. Even if you're both like, yeah, I'm happy in this moment. How I gauge happiness... How you gauge happiness, completely fucking different, okay? And you know what? I'm gonna put it out there into the universe. Emotional strength and vulnerability is the new sexy. Because look, if you're able to be emotionally strong and vulnerable, you have a pretty good fucking understanding of how you exist in this world. It's not just the physical. It's all encompassing of how a person chooses to connect in the world, how they choose to engage with life. There ain't nobody on this planet that can tell me that that's not sexy. You know damn well that's attractive. So, so far in this episode, I think that I've unintentionally skipped over talking about physical intimacy and how it can connect to emotional strength. So let's dive into that. I want to talk about it by looking at connection and comparison. Physical intimacy. That can be an experience full of connection or that can be an experience full of comparison. Anytime there's a physical exchange, body to body, however that looks, that should be a transcending experience. And if it's not, something's missing and it's not in the physical. You are not emotionally and mentally connected to that person. And you should be. So let's get real for a second. The physical aspect of relationships is supposed to be a connection point. It's supposed to be a joining of literally two souls, okay? I'm going to go there with it because that's what I believe. If the emotional and mental connection is not there, the physical experience is going to be full of comparison. And I mean, neither party enjoys that. If you're scared to speak how you feel, you're not ready to go in the physical realm with another person. If you have thoughts of not being good enough, if you're nervous about your performance, if you're in the moment comparing the experience to another experience, You are not connected in that moment. And that's what I'm saying. It's either going to be a full connection or it's going to be full of comparison. I mean, let's talk about you. We're not even talking about the other person and what they could possibly be thinking. With you, if you have any of these negative or fearful thoughts, you're going to be stressed out during the experience. Like, it's not going to be fun for you. It's not enjoyable for either party, right? Because mentally, you're somewhere else. Yes, you could be trying like hell to be in the physical, But you're not connected, so it's not going to be a good experience. This is where coming back to building your emotional strength 
and being able to be vulnerable comes into play. These feelings of like not being good enough, these feelings of just worry, anything that makes you anxious, if it's a shared experience, it needs to be talked about, right? So that's what I'm saying. You got to be able to be good with you so that you can have these conversations with whoever you're involved with. Let's step back into the emotional and the mental aspect of connection and comparison. If you want to get better at building emotional strength, you have to learn what I'm about to tell you. You have to learn how to hold space for somebody else. You have to discipline yourself to allow space before you respond. Okay, so those are two completely different things. The second one is mostly for you. Okay, so I mean, let's, let's get into this. You know when you're talking about something that excites you and somebody else just listens? They smile at you, they let you talk, they give you head nods, it's confirmation that they're listening to you. How good does that feel to be heard? How good does that feel that another person allowed you space to express how you were feeling? Right? Like, she, that's attractive. That's the type of people that I want in my life. I don't know about you, but I want people that are able to hold space for me. And I'm not saying attraction in the sense of building intimacy with another person. I'm saying attraction in the sense of connection. So here's the thing. You want to learn how to get really good at holding space for somebody else. Here's something for you to try. When somebody is talking and you're not sure how to respond to them, why don't you ask them? Ask them, do you want advice right now or do you just want me to listen? Check, ask, right? I think we're so uncomfortable with initiating the question that we just completely bypass it. So then we just guess as to what the other person wants from us or needs from us in that moment. And then we end up fucking it up anyways. I guarantee you, even if you're uncomfortable asking the question, it's going to be highly appreciated on the opposite end. And this little tweak in how you have conversation is not something that I'm just talking about with your immediate partners. Um, this is something that you can get really good at in all of your relationships, right? Your friendships, how you talk to mom and dad. Again, there's strength and vulnerability. People appreciate it. We talk about allowing space is a little bit different than connection. This is more so about the comparison, being aware of how you show up to different conversations. <laughs> I'm going to ask you this. Are you the person that automatically reacts when somebody says something that you don't agree with? Are you automatically the person that's like, no, but like, no, it's this. No, that's wrong. Are you that person? Here's the thing, man. If you admit you're that person or not, like most of us are, because mainstream media has taught us that's how you connect. Like, I think a lot of the times too, like people do this, people jump into conversations too early because they are trying to make a connection because they're trying to understand what the other person's saying. And of course, like people just do it because they want to be right too. Here's the thing, man. Like you got to pay attention to that inner voice because that need for comparison is constantly activated. Allowing space in conversation is about you. It's paying attention to, okay, is my two cents needed right now? Do I really need to say what I'm thinking in my head? Because if it's a, if it's something that you feel the need to compare, sit with that. What do you get out of that? Do you get the satisfaction of being right? Maybe you're wrong, but you're like, you're still going to think that you're right. Do you need to bring up how your last relationship was? Do you need to bring up what you did with the previous organization? Do you need to bring up what it was like in high school compared to what it's like in college now? Like whatever your story, like wherever you are in life, like, do you need to bring up a previous situation? And ask yourself, am I bringing that up to compare the current situation 
to that situation. Because most times you probably are. But ask the question, what do you get out of that? What's the point? Time and place, man. Like, understand when it can be about you and when it needs to be about somebody else. Because, man, if you insert the comparison into the conversation, maybe you're trying to make a connection. Maybe. I don't know. Chances are you're going to distance yourself from being closer with that person because you wanted to make a comparison. Because you chose to outsource your feelings onto them. Right? That's emotional weakness that we talked about earlier. I'm not saying you need to suppress it. Because that's not it either. That's not the move. What I am saying is that there's a time and place for every situation. If your underlying feeling is something that just pops up for you, maybe you don't address it right then. Maybe when you leave the conversation with this person, you have to go sit with that underlying feeling and figure out why that popped up when it did. Because like I said earlier, if you share that underlying feeling in the wrong time, in the wrong context, in the wrong feeling, that's going to come back and fuck you. In your search for connection, you're going to be more disconnected than ever. That's why shit gets wild in communication, man. Because, like, as human beings, like, we're constantly trying to connect and communicate and figure shit out. But we're doing it with unregulated emotion. Me, my personal opinion, that's how Trigger City gets activated. Because if there's just constant flow of, like, I don't know what the fuck, but, like, we're in the same situation somebody at some point is going to be triggered by something that you say, an underlying tone, um, a person that you bring up. Let me just, let me just put this out there. Triggers are difficult to control when you have emotional balance. So imagine how a person feels when they're triggered and they don't have sleep. They don't have proper nutrition. Don't prioritize time to self-regulate. They have a massive amount of self-doubt. All these things make it extremely hard to navigate communication. This is why I say, all you have control over is you. You cannot assume other people are going to show up in similar ways to you. What you can do is learn how to hold space for another person to express how they feel. What you can do is allow space for yourself so that you don't purely react. Maybe even in that space, you learn something. You open your mind. You change your perspective. So, here are my final thoughts. If you want real, authentic, true connection, stop hiding behind the physical. Stop being so sucked into how somebody looks and get to know them, man. So my challenge to you is like, go a day, go a week, just solely paying attention to how people show up to their life on the emotional level. What are they saying to themselves? How do they react to things? What are they responding to? I think it will clearly show you pieces of themselves that you're going to be pulled to, which is attraction, or you're going to be, or you're going to distance yourself from, which is unattraction, right? And the same thing for yourself. Maybe even go a whole week paying attention to how you are emotionally responding to things, whether it's outwardly or inwardly with yourself. So whatever you make important on the scale of measuring attractiveness, you're going to find it because what you seek out is all you see. Stop being so sucked in by someone's outer appearance. It's honestly quite hilarious how intense we can feel about somebody purely based on how they look on the outside. Stop that shit. So I got a challenge for you. And it may seem strange, but just stick with me. Here's your challenge for the week. When you're pulled towards a physical attraction, immediately follow that with an attempt to find an emotional connection. So physical attraction, right? You see another person, you determine, I like your face, I like your body, I like your outfit, I like your eyes, I like your hair, 
whatever physical aspect, immediately follow this with an attempt to connect with them on another level. It doesn't have to be right there in the moment when you feel physically attracted to them. It can be through conversation later, you asking general questions about what's important to you, or it literally could be you being an observation of them when they don't get what they want, or when they do get something that they want. It could be as simple as that, general observation and everyday conversation. You start paying attention to how they navigate their own emotional awareness, I guarantee you're going to start seeing them differently. You're going to start being attracted to different parts of them. I don't know, man. Maybe I'm crazy, maybe I'm not, but I hope you have some fun with this. And as you move into your week, I want to remind you to stay curious, stay courageous, keep building that relationship with yourself, because the most important relationship that you have in your life is with yourself.